Welcome, welcome once again. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. I'm here once again with my two popcorn snatchers, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Say what up? Ooh, what up? <laughs> and today we are going to talk about the movie, the Korean movie of 2016, um, The Poet and the Boy. And I found out the the Korean, the Hangul name is um, Shinwe Shuang, which means poet's love. And this movie, huh? Poet's love. The poet and the boy yeah. initially sounds creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's always like kind of the thing with any kind of... English translations, they always wind up with these really fucking weird names for it. And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. why, why would you do it like that? I mean, it, it's, it's interesting that actually literally that means poets love. But somehow when they came to, when they came to the English side, they changed the name. We, we have a few we, movies when they leave America, when leave the United States, they have to, have to get their name rechanged just so because some words don't don't um don't fit the language there too so i understand why but mm-hmm. i think i think i think that was just a call i think that was just a call someone else said that you know we'll, we'll just call it poe and the boy okay <laughs> someone chose that one but this one here is um 200, uh, uh 2016 uh 2016 movie which um is was dubbed a comedy drama film I thought that was interesting. Uh, the the actors, all all the actors, are all Korean. They did the filming over at Hejun um, Island. That's basically off the the at least off the west coast. That's off the um, the the east coast of um, Korea. And it is it basically it got in America. They got um, eighty nine thousand dollars of the box office. So did pretty well, and it also eighty nine thousand is not pretty well. Eighty nine thousand from from here mm-hmm. is not well. Why is that no, not well? A tiny. That's a tiny box office. I mean, we don't know how much they got there, but you know, thinking about it, from here to here. Well, I mean, this was, this was done in like 2016, 2017, I think. And when you talk about actual box office performance by 2016 2017 they were already talking about well into tens to hundred millions of dollars of what box office should look like so right. in terms of like eighty nine thousand, it's a respectable amount but not when i would think at least for u.s audience for it to like make back whatever money they thought they could make back i mean i mean i gotta look at the numbers how much um rich asians Made. But I mean, looking at the looking at, uh, huh? Um, no. Uh, the other thing you have to consider, though, is that this is in a foreign language, right? So it's a subtitle movie, yeah. That's another yeah, thing it's to not pay make as much. Yeah. Well, uh, crazy weird Asians made two hundred and thirty mil worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly, but crazy rich Asians also has something going for it that. Yeah. This movie, unfortunately, really didn't. And I think for Crazy Rich Asians, it was definitely quote unquote universal appeal 
when you. I mean, they just speak English. Well, it's speaking English, and then I feel like the subject matter. I mean, everybody wants to hear about that rich boyfriend, the unbelievable amount of spending, and all that crap. Like, I think for something like this, yeah, of course, they would get better appeal than the this movie would. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. But uh, so so, poet and the, the poet and the boy is the story about a 40-year-old poet named, um, his name is Tiaqing um, Hyung. Uh, technically, Hyung is their last name. That's why mm-hmm. they, they would say it backwards, mm-hmm. but I always like saying it forwards. It's his very name common, Yeah, it's a very common yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, Tiaqing, uh, his, his wife, he's basically a poet. He's a poet. Career, his career path is a poet, but he doesn't make much money at it. And he's also feeling he's not feeling really inspired being a poet. And as we know from his first the first um first few um scenes that the people call him out on it, that he doesn't really that he's not really getting exciting for his poetry. And then also on the fact that he's married, uh Miss Hyung, uh and his wife wants a baby. So really wants a baby really wants a baby and find out that he has a sperm count um he has a low sperm count he has a lot of things happen to him and the biggest thing that comes in his life is a, a kid um a kid um, named what's his name Shwung, Shwung, uh who who is a donut shop worker he works at a donut shop and somehow from the midst of a lot of things going on with the kid with the the young teenage the young man's life and his, they have kind of a ro- a bro. Uh, it wouldn't be a bromance. It'd be kind of a ro- it'd be kind of a. It's a romance. It's a straight it's up supposed romance. to be a romance. It's, it's it's kind of like a forbidden love tryst triangle type of deal, you know. Right. I mean, is, would you can? Uh, I need to go see the movie Moonlighting. Would you consider this in that kind of realm where there's one person who thinks who wants it more than the other? I think they both both wanted a relationship (laughs) and it just, you know, fate didn't have it play out that way. But I I think they were both, you know, at different points wanting this to be a a successful relationship. Mm. But let's see, but let's go with critical thoughts. Marvin. I think kind of like how the end of the movie said, I think the end of the movie said it the best. They were definitely using each other for something. Mm. I think the boy clearly needed a father figure. And in the main character, he found someone to fill that role. And the main character, albeit I, I like thankfully, I think I don't feel about as icky about this movie as I would have with like something like the kindergarten teacher. Okay. Where or Mulan 2020. <laughs> Had to bring it in. <laughs> Of course, I had to bring it in. This was an Asian movie done well, in my opinion. But thankfully, he he seems to be in like an age of consent where he fully understood things, but still not in an age level where he could fully figure out his own identity, sexual preferences, sexual identity. And with the main character himself being confused as well, I think it made for a very good dramatization of what unrequited love looked like. I think 
in him, he felt the boy was a very good muse for him. And that clearly made his creative creativity that much more stronger because it was very clear that he was going through a bit of a writer's block at the beginning of the film. And I think they captured it very well, if you ask me, on what it looks like when someone in that particular field starts to lose that focus and passion. Hmm. Uh, device? I really enjoyed this. And despite the possible implications of the title, I really thought that the the kid at the donut store was definitely probably late teens, early twenties, um, but definitely an adult, uh, but he's stuck, you know, taking care of mom and his father, sick dad. Yeah. And I like the relationship the two develop and understanding that struggle where you're both struggling with identity and this is new and you both want something totally different. I think they captured that with them. I also think they did a great job capturing what it looks like to be in a failing marriage. Um, with the relationship he has with his wife and the frustrations mm-hmm. they have and uh-huh. you know how angry they get. I, I really liked all of that. And I love at the end that, you know, he finds his, his poet voice. I did find it amusing that, you know, a world away, they're still talking about bringing in your trauma and suffering as the forefront of your poetry. Because uh, they're like, well, you're just talking about pretty things, like pretty birds. Like, there's nothing there. Where, Where's the trauma? And I was like, yep, doesn't doesn't matter the country. The scene doesn't change. Entirely. <laughs> Fucking entirely. I actually, I actually enjoy this movie. I mean, with the subtitles, I did like some of the... I did, I did try to figure out what it meant by comedy drama, but then I was looking at the fact that he got addicted to donuts and all the stuff he had to deal with that. And they kind of made this little small little spurt of facial expressions running down the street, gonna get all these donuts and stuff, and making it like that was a comedy moment. But then the rest of the time, but then the rest of the time it was just like it was full on, I'm in a mood, I don't know why you're here, and and it went totally dramatic. I mean, that little comedy itself was just like one little piece and then the rest of it was just all drama from, from the beginning to all the way to the, the, the end. I mean, there, in the middle itself, there was still drama. He, he was having drama when, even when he met his, even when he met the kid's father. I mean, it was not, I don't think there was too much comedy in this one, which kind of made me kind of question the fact. Uh, I did enjoy the, I did enjoy the poetry that he was giving out and also the, the critics that he had because he went to that poetry group and the critics basically or his little writing workshop. I think that was a writing workshop. I think uh, it was more like their own little version of a mic night. Yeah, writer's like group. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, a little meetup and yeah, and just have that one woman just just tear him a new one like oh, so <laughs> so where's the drama? Where's the it's a little boring? <laughs> she was she was she was a little deep. <laughs> yeah, I think also kind of like Auntie Vice said, like man, they are even for a country such as this, they are not without just some asshole people who are like you, you kind of lost your way. I love how one of them goes like he's lived a life of relative comfort. <laughs> but goddamn, like so I've seen. Like so many times I've seen that happen. I did love his friend who was the comic relief. His friend was a fisherman 
and he would come out and you know, the first time you meet him, he's like, oh, you, you say, why are you so depressed? Eat the, eat the food. Come on. He, he basically was very involved trying to get him, trying to get excited with his life. Because he's basically pointing out you've been married. Was that? The friend, I liked him, but damn, was he a douche. Oh, God. I, said, <laughs> I could no not. Yeah, I, I felt so bad for him. I was like, that was a very into, intimate and like very personal thing he was like trying to reveal. I was like, I wasn't sure if it was the girl or the boy. I mean, and then the guy had to be like creepy about it before he even like, go, like says that. He's like, yeah, the young ones always get you riled. I was like, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And just like when he missed it, he's like, of course it's a woman. Woman, yeah. I read that. Fuck you. Well, and I love the fact that you have this douchey Korean fisherman. Because like in so many films, they would be portrayed as earnest or hardworking, you know, down to earth. um, Hasn't like, and this guy's just straight up douche. (laughs) There's no romanticism whatsoever of you know this quaint asian asian fisherman like no nope, we're just gonna go on full-on douchebag on the docks and i loved it <laughs> yeah you know and it's just like it, when you look at it in the lens of like this is just any other run-of-the-mill job in this country just as the same as it is in the u.s it's just yep same douchey boony redneck bullshit attitude but yeah, which more- doesn't change would you more consider him a blue collar, like he, because he's a fisherman, he's like a guy working at a steel mill or a construction site, uh-huh. and just his boy just coming around, and he's just having to talk with him. Yeah, yeah, and I I love the fact that it's just, you know, exactly like Marvin said, the same thing in the U.S. when you represent, you know, blue collar workers and stuff. This is part of the the persona, and so yeah, you know, five thousand miles away, it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But so let's, let's break some parts now. So one part that really in, that intrigued me was the fact that um he was he was telling um he was telling the family, or I think her family, that he's a poet, and they're asking like, what? So what do you? So how do you make money as that? And he basically points out, you know, I take a few, I do, I teach kids, but then. I also do contests and stuff. And they were still confused. Like, so she's one working and you're not. So what, so what do you do on the side to make more money? <laughs> it's like, it was just more of a, it was more just the fact that he wasn't doing, he, he wasn't doing jobs. They specifically think that most men should be doing and the wife should be, to be just either at home or, doing you know little jobs and stuff but she, she was basically the breadwinner the um, moment his friends like at that wedding oh yes like y- you're so late in this age you should definitely have children's like, oh, yes i feel your pain homie i feel your pain <laughs> i feel your pain so badly it's just oh like, if you can't get if you can't win at home with your parents you you, you surely cannot win with your fucking homies who follow that expectation like it's real the the, the, the struggle is real out there i love the mom she was calling straight up bitch and everything else <laughs> it's like it's like dang mom <laughs> mom was a little rough mom was rough <laughs> Mom was calling out all the stuff. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Word. 
Even that doctor, the the doctor that basically explained that he has low low sperm count, <laughs> she, she was basically off the rock. Where she was just like, "Well, yeah, you you know, you need to do more than just <laughs> you need to do more than what you're doing right now because well, it's gonna take you a while to get that." I mean, I was like, "Oh, dang, that's well, that kind of hurts." <laughs> Friend breaks him out, but um, but no, with the so a lot of this, a lot of um critics and stuff were re- I was reading on they kind of were concerned with the fact of this being looked at in the LGBT the LGBTIs saying that they're pointing at this as being well we don't know if they're gonna if people in that country will accept this and I'm like mm-hmm. okay just because of the love a man uh, I mean if poet whatever a man um, two two same sex men loving each other a love they share mm-hmm. and well what what got me with this one was unlike unlike um um benediction where um um what's his name um siggy um Siegfried mm-hmm. he basically full out was like yes I'm gay you know I'm doing this blah 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 this gentleman was actually struggling with the fact of, I just like this kid. It's not like I like all the other people. I just like this kid. And it's like, but you're married. Yeah, but I'm intrigued with him more than I'm intrigued with my wife. And they couldn't, they couldn't, it's almost like they couldn't, it's almost like they had to go binary with the idea instead of him just being, just liking one, you know, just enjoying, I like being with this person. Just like I like being my wife, I like being with this person too. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you think about that? Do you think I'm trying to go on a tangent here, or is I just? Mean, I, I think the question would be, you know, well, what were its reviews in Korea then? Like, if people are expressing their concerns, did anybody find out how the Korean market responded to it? Oh, I, 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 I could tell you how much the Korean market respond to it. That we can get into later. Okay. I got some interesting news for that, but with just the with just some of the notions that he was he was bringing out on his on his poetic journey, just like the movie poetry, the mother was basically on a po- it was a poetic journey that he was going through. He was feeling he was, right. everything had a point to it, you know, the from the struggle that he met the fa- the kid's father to his own wife wanting children, and then him just being in the middle trying to contemplate all this together, right. I do believe that the end, the ending, kind of justified him moving on, even though he he struggled to do, he want more with this child. He actually left his own wife to want to be with this this man, this young man, mm-hmm. and his young man could not. I don't know if couldn't fathom it or he just. I think he I think he was still in his own little mind his mindscape trying to because he because he came in front of him with all his friends. And mm-hmm. he couldn't he couldn't come out on his friend or come out on his friend saying that I'm gay. He was really he was he, he was also, still also another one. He also met with the guy's wife though, who you know said, please don't do this and the yes. kid needs a right. And so it really may have just been her plea more than anything. Like I think it's mm-hmm. a little unclear what motivates some of that. Um I, I think she I mean I was huh? gonna say, I think she told. I think she told him that she was. I think she told the kid, the boy, 
the men um, that she had, she's pregnant. Right. And I don't think and he knew about it. What am I supposed to do with raise this kid alone and stuff? Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, put the whole guilt trip on him. And so that kind of, that kind of added to his um, reason why he didn't want to go any further with him and stuff or just uh-huh. his pressure. Yeah. 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 Okay. What about you, Marvin? I think there's just with how his life turned out and how he's continually trying to express with himself, the kid was in his own way and sense. That's a very good thing that happened to him. I mean, we saw it in the movie. He got a freaking writing award out of it. And that's insane. I mean, like he I guess his wife got happy with him staying and the kid mm-hmm. and it's just like I can't but there's this part of me that's just gonna couldn't stop going at the end of the movie it's like I feel so bad for that fucking child like uh-huh. despite what the kid that he almost wanted to run off with so it was like you, you the kid has to have a child it's like this is gonna be the happiest marriage and that child is yep. the most literal sense of a in every way and form a fucking anchor baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all the it all the points as you talked about. Yeah, he basically he was he was stuck. Yeah, he had, but technically he left. He, he left, left his wife. Like a, yeah, he technically did, but then he didn't. I mean, because the kid rejects him, and the kid yeah. won't run off with him, so he goes back to his wife. Basically, mm-hmm. he he really had nowhere else to go, and I mean he even. Even the fact when he went to um, his uncle's place for a while with the kid, mm-hmm. I mean, he and his wife knew. His wife was surprised when she's like, "Where are you at? I'm I'm at my uncle's place." So we had to, he had to drive up there. She drove up there, and next thing sees him just giving a back rub and stuff. It's like, okay, this is okay. <laughs> I mean, she she already knew from she already knew stand you know from standing. That he's he's into him, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. that's a problem, and that's a threat. She saw him as a threat, and you know, I think everyone tried. I I don't I've I remember I wish I remember what the word they meant for gay was, because they kept on saying it, and it kept on coming up, but I, I didn't I didn't hear the word uh, very clearly. But it just seems like everybody had an opinion of why you shouldn't be. But he was like, I'm not. I just like him. Mm-hmm. Why are you all concerned? Mm-hmm. And, and they're just like, well, because it's like the norm was being broken and they didn't want they didn't want somebody they knew. They didn't really want to have somebody they knew be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, keep the norm. You, you, you're, you're having low sperm problems. All right, just keep on working that you'll get a baby. But it's like, I'm not I don't really care right now. I gotta and, say what I do admire about the main character was huh? he didn't treat his his announcement of low sperm count as like a, an attack on his manhood. He just treated yeah. it as okay. So I got to learn sperm count. Like, and, hey, for all I know, it could just be because he just really didn't want to have sex with his spouse in the movie. But there's just the, how he treated it. I gotta say was admirable. Admirable, mm-hmm. purely because he is just like okay, whatever. Still, man, a, a man at the end of the day, if nothing else. Yeah. True. Yeah, just because of the fact that he had slow swimmers and a low amount, it worked. But just if you know, 
that doesn't dictate what I am and what mm. my identity. And I really did like that, which That's is a lot true. better than Milan 2020. <laughs> oh, Disney. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Good words to Disney. Just don't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Recasting the Prince and Little Mermaid as as um, Carmen Esposito. Somebody's fluted since they're pissed off about a black Ariel. Oh this my! Okay, really it's funny. Yeah, it's okay. You know what? Really, I think I saw on TikTok once where they were talking about it, and I think my favorite response I've seen someone make was like, "You know what? I mean, if they're already mad at the whole black Ariel thing, we might as well just start." looking for a woman to play the prince and they can have a lesbian relationship together that'll yeah. really make them mad. interesting yeah oh yeah no the, the lesbian tiktok has been floating all sorts of different dark-haired butches is the perfect prince mm-hmm. uh, I, and then somebody put up a picture of uh ben stiller and zoolander when he's coming up in the mermaid costume and said disney's just oh my god yeah i don't love that be so much crazy. better than a lot of what Disney does, yeah. Wow. Anywho. Somebody pointed out to Republicans, though, if they're worried about mermaids and black people, they hate to break it to them, but they really are just gay. <laughs> Spend that much time thinking about mermaids and black people. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Back to the movie. So, at the end of the movie, he wins. He wins. Not only does he win the um, the poetry um, competition, he gets money. He has his child. They kind. Of, he's kind of living his life. He kind of moved away. He kind of the the child moved away. The the boy man moved away. The young man moved away, and the man got a um, kind of a residency at a, I think mm-hmm. it was a university or, or school yeah. or something. And they meet up again. And he's kind of like, I think the guy's kind of settled into his ways now. It's like, you know, you've been gone. You're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing. And now the kid wants to have a relationship and he's just like, I can't do that now. It's like, you had a chance. It's not going to happen. And, but the crazy thing out of the whole that the kid had the same gall of saying, well, give me money. Like he did the first time when he met him, give me money. Or he met uh, when he went to his mom, that kid's mom, went, he went to that Ajima, kid's mom, and said, give me money. He's always been money hungry. So he just gave him a, he gave him a, a prepaid card that had the money on it and said, okay, now I'll never see you again. Here, bye. Yeah. And that was, and he took it and bounced. It, it kind of, I hate to say, kind of, I didn't kind of say it felt like a gigolo or something, but it felt like, is that all I'm worth to you? Just a little cape, little payment. All right, cool. Here's here's the money. I'll never see you again. Bye. So, I'm kind of wondering: is what do you think of the young the young boy's um emotional standing on everything? Do you, he had because he had a girlfriend, he had friends, but even he and then you find out his life. His mom is um is basically a shopkeeper, a little shopkeeper. His dad's dying. Uh, I think it was cancer that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think he, like any young person who kind of knows that they are attractive, tends to be a little shitty 
not purposely, <laughs> yeah. but still because they're trying to figure out their own thing, trying to to curtail their behavior, assuming they want to be a better person, learn to properly behave. I think that's just kind of what he was. And then I think in the beginning of the movie, he was being serious. And then in the end, he, I, I felt like it just tone, body language, that scene alone, mm-hmm. he was being very jokey with the main that's character. But then the moment he blows out like three well i don't remember how much one he said but i looked it up and did like a trend like a to a usd conversion he's offering the kid twenty one thousand dollars yeah uh for you know i'm i'm okay with that kind of relationship if i got twenty one thousand dollars out of it <laughs> social norms be damned like I mean, absolutely I mean, I... social norms be damned you wouldn't have I think to worry he, about a roommate for a few more weeks. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he was just. I think he just looked at it as he's he. They go into so much each other's lives, and his father, you know, the guy's father, the kid's father's gone. His mother kind of kicked him out, and it's like you know, you need to start your own life. Here you go, and I think that's what he saw. He's like, I'm doing good. You here's something to start you off. I mean. That's why I saw it as. What do you think, Auntie Vice? What did you see it as? We thought it was a gesture of love on his part to do it. It's like, you know, I'm sorry I can't be with you. I'm now kind of stuck here with my wife and, <laughs> and child. And, you know, this is a goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. you had your shot. I'm sorry it didn't work. And I think it really captures the difference in ages, too, because, you know, in your 20s it's everything for love and you know you're kind of crazy and you're definitely an asshole there mm-hmm. 20s you know and you know as you get older you could recognize well this is kind of where i'm at now and it may not be perfect but i'm gonna have to go with this for a while you know so oh, yeah. you're basically settled yeah mm. well i i think so I, I think also it's just this pure understanding of wife doesn't a, a, a functional relationship can't solely just run on pure attraction and oh. lust and love. There, There's a lot of things that need to go into it in order to make it completely viable. And I think they both kind of understood that. One, for the main character, the writer, because he he's now first, I don't want to call it first, but he's just barely understanding and finally feeling what what real attraction looks like and the boy mm-hmm. because he's now getting someone who is trying to be attentive to his own needs hmm. and being that he's attentive i think it's about time we do some snap judgment well snap judgment where we basically come together and we rate the review movie that we have done if it's a three this is great stupendous it gets all the all the donuts it gets all the donuts if it's a two, it's not that bad, but it's not that good. If it's a one, it's going down just like his friend at the fishing yard chucking him off. Like, Mm-mm. heck no. This island life. <laughs> running, just running through the bus drive, the bus yard. We do it in quarter snaps. I'm about to count down. We're going to close our eyes and give our rating on. So you want me to say 
the the boy and the poet, or would you like me to say poet's love? Let's call it the poet's love. <laughs> poet's I'm love. So, I'm sorry, it just sits better with me that way. Like, it does. <laughs> it's like like I'm saying, like previously, it was like, oh man, I'm so glad the kid was like actually looks like he was of consenting age and right. had like the wherewithal to be able to. Like, it's just the last thing I wanted was to have another situation with the kindergarten teacher. Oh <laughs> god, that was bad. That was bad. Almost just as bad as move on 2020. <laughs> I think we've made a record number of Mulan references in this episode. <laughs> About three or four. <laughs> he's he's going to try to hit five before we get out of here. I know he is. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Close your eyes. Get ready to throw your number on a count of three. One. Two. Three. Oh, okay. Uh, 2.5, all of us. 2.5, not that bad, but it was a little good. (laughs) All right. Tell us the reason why you gave it a 2.5. It was good. It was not brilliant, but it's better than good. Mm -hmm. Marvin? I'm in the same sentiment. Um, I think for me, I kind of fully expected to be a little bit more comedic with how I don't want to call it strongly started out, but it definitely had a moment of starting out with some comedy and part of me wanted to see it through, but I found the drama to be perfectly acceptable. I enjoyed a lot of its scenes and it had some really touching and heartfelt moments, especially that where they're sitting at the abandoned swimming pool area and he talks (laughs) about how his dad gave him that little Gundam toy. That's such a touching moment. Yeah. I feel the same way. This movie had a few good, a lot of good high points. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of it would, how would it benefit the LGBT community? Would it be more of awareness for people, even though, even though people may feel that there's no control for the norm, that that sometimes you'll have a moment of weakness where you want to be with someone else beyond who you are. And some people go that way and some people don't. And some people who do that way, sometimes it's not good on, it's not green on the other side and you have to go back mm-hmm. and get married and have a kid and live life and walk on and die. <laughs> All together, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5. That is 7.5 out of nine. Not a bad score. Little tidbit, no fun fact. This movie here was put into their Busan Film um, film Ceremony Festival. It won for Best Screenplay. And, and that was in 2017. And then also in 2017, it was for their Golden Ball Award, which is equivalent to our Academy Awards here. It also got nominated for there. And also the Women's Film um which is, I think is funny. The Women's Film Association also had a um, nomination there, but it won the Busan um, Film uh, Associated Award for um, for the, the the actual the young the the young um the young man Garam um, Young. He was the one nominated as Best Actor, so the kid got nominated, which I think That's is very interesting. Surprised. I think they did very well. Yeah. Um, 
like wholeheartedly they didn't do very well. I'm not surprised by that in whatever shape and form. Hmm. So all in all, this movie got a 7.5 out of 9 out of us. You should go check it out. I mean, it has subtitles, but if you speak Hangul, it's not that hard. And some of the stuff that they're doing, I remember it was showing me some of the stuff. It was giving me memories. I was like, I remember doing that. I remember doing that. <laughs> I was like, use all the words. I just, I just, I just, I was like, that's yeah. funny. I know that word. I know that is. I got called that a few times. <laughs> I read those words. Uh, I miss Chris sometimes. Anyway, we give it that. What did you give it? Why don't you let us know in the comments section or when you rate and subscribe to us, hit us up. But for everything else, come get our handles and you want to check on us. Our social media is Marvin. Yeah, you can find me on IG at StarterMarvin09. Auntie Vice. I'm Auntie Vice on most social media, AuntieVice.com. Check out my podcast, Fat Chicks on Top. And on October 5th, join me at Wicked Grounds for introducing your spouse or partner to kink. That was surprised that they didn't do kink in this. <laughs> Uh, you can catch me on I am Big Zine. That is I A M B I C Z, as in Zorro, I N E. Checking once again. We are going to do our next one's going to be, we're not sure yet, but when we do find out, we're going to give you some more to watch out for. All right, this is Real Poetry. That's Auntie Vice. That's Marvin. I am Sharon Smith on I am Big Poetry Podcast. We'll see you at the movies. Peace. Peace.